man, it's another beautiful morning. So, welcome to the Warrior Workout Network podcast. I am your host, Drew. Today, we will be talking about the nine habits to increase your energy. Uh, He's the Warrior Workout Network, we're a group of veterans. Uh, We got together and said, hey, we got a problem within our community, you know, with the obesity and and the suicide issue, which uh, if you go to va.gov, you're going to see that, you know, a lot of people will, will tell you that it's, you know, 22 people a day that are committing suicide. Um, not that this is any better uh, in ways, but do a little bit of, of digging. You're going to see it's roughly about 16.8 people. Even at its peak in 2017, it was 16.8 people a day that were doing this. Um, we need to see that trend decrease. That's for sure. And we know that that kind of begins with your health, uh, physically and mentally. Um, so we think that one is going to help the other. Uh, actually, we know that one is going to help the other. Uh, the, the idea behind this, it's not just, you know, getting out and working out and, and having a regimented workout schedule. It's having the ability to have that workout there. <clears throat> Pardon me. That workout there. That's the foundation of our network, of our community, uh, is that workout. But it's not, the, it's, it's not the, the whole thing. The whole thing is that community. It's literally that, like, like shit, like, I live in such and such, like, you know, North Dakota. You know, I live in Billings, Montana. Um, the, the veteran community out here is somewhat sparse, and I need something, man. Now there's this online community that offers, you know, like interaction, you know, podcasts, a workout that you can get comfortable with, you know, that's going, you know, luckily we will have content um, to last multiple days a week, not just like, oh, well, there's a workout video, oh, done, now what? Like, no, it's sustainable material, interaction. and again, we invite people to put their opinions into things here um, about physical and mental health, uh, you know, helpful, useful opinions and facts, not like opinions of like, bad, you know, you suck and you should denunciate, but not that fuck. First of all, fuck. Uh, got it. I, yeah. Understood. Um, but for real, uh, we need... People that will chip in and be like, hey, as a caveat to what you said, did you know you could also do this? Or like, hey, you really missed this here. You had an opportunity to speak on this and you missed that. So can, can we elaborate here? And then we go, hell yeah. Send me, a, go to your phone, record yourself speaking what you want to say. Send it to me. We'll, we'll go through it. Hey, if we like what you have to say, we'll throw it up on the podcast. Pretty simple. Again, we try to keep it under a half hour. Um, send me a few minutes. Collect a thought, you know what I mean? Just be like, hey, I'm having a thought, an epiphany. Like, hey, what if we tried this? All right, well, good thought. Let's go ahead and document that so we can give you credit for it. Oh, my cat, y'all hear that? So, look, I have one really fat cat and one really skinny cat. They, uh, It's not for, like, my... Not food deprivation, because my wife says that Tom blocks out Margot, but let's be real. 
I see Margo in there eating all the time and Tom waiting out the door, outside the door. Tom. Yeah. Same cat that's ruined many a podcast by walking into the microphone and jumping on me and stuff. Now he wants to just lay down and act all cute and lick his kneecap. Man, what if you could lick your kneecap? Are there people that can lick their kneecaps? I don't know, man. All right, so let's go ahead. We'll start the episode. I've rambled enough. The nine habits to increase your... So that's the Warrior Workout Network in a nutshell. The nine habits to... Lick in your kneecap. The nine habits to increase your energy. Energy, comma, not time, comma, is the basis for productivity. That's underlined, and now you can highlight it. Basis for productivity. Productivity. Having all the hours in the day won't help you if you're exhausted for most of it. No, no, that makes sense. Your habits define your energy levels. If you have good habits, you'll feel energized and more resilient to burnout, both physically and mentally. If your habits are misaligned, you can get into a cycle where you feel worse and worse until it's a struggle just to keep up. Good Lord, have I been there. Here are, I, yeah, I do this thing early. Here are nine habits uh, you can work on this year to increase your energy levels. One, go to sleep early. Sleep is the foundation of your energy. If you don't get enough sleep, you start to underperform. While some people claim to work best on six or less hours of sleep, researchers say they're kidding themselves. Uh, seven to eight hours are pretty much mandatory if you're going to stay cognitively sharp in the long run. That's fair because, you know, I don't get eight hours of sleep a night. And that's something that I personally need to work on for my longevity. So, you know what? As a part of my commitment to this, that's what I'm going to do is try to make it a a point to get those hours of sleep the majority of days of the week, which is what I've been pushing toward anyways. Um, That's, you know, the goal. Not not waking up at 4.45 every day uh, because that burns you out real quick. Especially when you go to bed at 12, 1 o'clock. You can only do that for so long. Uh, For some people, the sleep deprivation may have mentally plateaued, meaning they feel tired all day, but they don't think they're getting any worse. An interesting experiment showed that sleep deprivation caused continuous declines in mental performance, even though subjects felt like they were holding steady. Try this. Go to bed at 10 p.m. every night, including weekends, for the next 30 days. Okay? And that's what it says in the article, not me. Habit number two, exercise every day. That's also our point. Get it in every day somehow. Exercise is a long-term investment in your energy levels. It's easy to cut in the short term, but over time, you'll reduce your overall fitness, making it harder to think straight and stay alert throughout your day. That's very true. If you struggle to find uh, time to exercise, don't make going to the gym your prerequisite. Make a habit of doing some push-ups or burpees every day throughout the day. Uh, These will get your heart pumping and your blood moving, and they don't require you setting aside two hours from your already busy schedule. Man, I get that. You can add gym or fitness class on top of your foundational habit, but the basic investment in exercise will keep you sharp if you can't make it to the gym. Try this. Man, you guys are jerks today. (laughs) Try this. Do at least 10 burpees every day from your home. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be burpees either, man. Do 10 push-ups. Wake up and do 10 push-ups. Or 
when I was a brand new private, I wanted to get my push-ups up. So one of my section sergeants, squad leaders, whatever you would like to call them, um, I asked him for advice. He said, do you watch TV? I said, yeah, I love, I love just chilling out watching TV on the weekends. He said, whenever a commercial comes on, knock out push-ups every time a commercial comes on. <laughs> uh, that's what I did. Uh, that's how I got my push-ups up. I, I, you know, interesting little thing. So now every time I see commercials, I fall off of my couch and I hop down and do push-ups and I have no control over this and I need a lot of help. Napping may feel lazy. All right, so no, habit number three, 20-minute naps. Napping may feel lazy, but there's research showing it has a range of cognitive benefits. Uh, this is particularly true if you're doing a lot of learning, since the short bursts of sleep can help with memory. I used to feel guilty for taking naps, believing it was a sign of weakness. Now I think it's definitely a strength. A short nap can turn your back, uh, could turn you back on uh, for work in the afternoon when you'd normally be exhausted. Even if you work in the office, that doesn't encourage napping. You can use a slice of your lunch break uh, to quickly rest. Uh, the key is to learn how to take short naps. Many people take naps which are too long, that's myself included, pushing them into deeper phases of sleep, which causes them to feel even groggier when they wake up. Oh, guilty. Although the benefits to even these naps often occur after the initial grogginess wears off. Um, the key is to wake up immediately with your alarm. If you start adding more time, it, a quick nap can become a long sleep. Try this. Insert a 20-minute nap after you eat your lunch to recuperate your energy uh, for the afternoon. These are all things you have to be proactive about. I mean, you can have these tools all day long, but if you don't use them, then, you know, garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Uh, that video. It was like one of those first real viral videos. My new haircut. Skank. Fucking skank. Skank. Fucking skank. <laughs> Me and my boys were drinking vodka and Red Bull all night. <laughs> God. Habit number four. Do your hard work in the morning. Uh, so listen. This is why I podcast in the morning, man. I get all the all this stuff out of there. Um, this is where I do a lot of my leg work. Um, you know, I wrote up the bylaws at five o'clock in the morning until however long it took, which that was fun. Uh, most of the website building gets done early in the morning. The recording gets done. The editing gets done. Everything is done early in the morning. This is when I have the most mental energy. Um, so, you know, I can definitely back this one. Do your hard work in the morning. Also, that's a good time to get up and do your workout is first thing in the morning before you eat your breakfast. Um, especially helps you if you're doing the intermittent fasting. If you don't know what that is, go back to the intermittent fasting episode. It'll help you uh, develop a schedule and uh, get a little more insight onto what that is. Aim to get your most important work done for the first hours of the workday, starting as soon as possible. The benefits to your energy here are mostly psychological. My energy levels depend a lot on my mood. You know, if I've gotten some important work done, my mood is usually good and I feel productive. 100% correct. Uh, if I've wasted time on emails, meetings, calls, or failed to produce something valuable, I'm often frustrated and exhausted entering the second half of the day. Also true. 
The other reason for this approach is that deep work isn't always sustainable for the full workday. Uh, better to concentrate in a specific period of time than randomly insert it across chunks of time. Um, yeah, true. However, sometimes, you know, you can't avoid that. Sometimes you've got to like break in and do 20 minutes here, a half hour here, an hour there. Like, you know, do with your time what you can. Try this. Make the first four hours of your morning a quiet, deep work zone. Boy, if you have that opportunity, good on you. Um, I can usually do that with about the first two hours, two hours, 15 minutes of my day. And then everybody's up, and uh, that's what we do, and we, and we start into our, our daily rituals. Habit number five, set your intention the day before. Oh, that's 100%. Uh, yeah, I agree by that, too. Yesterday, I sent out my weekly law, my weekly to-do list uh, for BJ. I sent it out to him. Energy is off at about momentum. Start working hard and you'll overcome procrastination and keep throughout and keep going throughout the day. Uh, start slow and you may end up struggling against your own impulses, wasting the energy on things that aren't productive. Fuck, do I do that too? Sorry, bad language, man. Trying to cut it. I do that too. Um, sometimes I get into the superfluous. The things that don't matter. And, and I think that I use those as mental filler. Um, I, I use that time so I could literally space out to think about uh, other things. Uh, so, though I do agree with that, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't ever count those moments out. Think about that for a minute, okay? Um, about, about doing those menial tasks that don't necessarily mean anything and they don't accumulate too much. Think about that for a minute because you can maximize those opportunities to, 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 to meditate, if you will, on the larger items, on the bigger pictures. Never, don't underestimate those small tasks because they have a larger purpose. That's one of those things that I've learned. Like I, I noodle around with a lot of shit all day long when I'm, when I'm not like engaged fully in something else. Like if I'm fully engulfed in something, that's it, I'm, I'm in it. But there's times throughout the day where I tend to meander and I do small things here and there. But what I'm doing is I'm filling those times where I'm learning a technicality. I'm meditating on a thought, um, on an idea, on a program, on how I can, you know, navigate and, and, and the ways, just like running when you run. I don't know if you use it for, for what you use it for, but like sometimes people, my dad, he says he uses it to clear his head and to think. So, cool, I, that's how I use my menial time, like straightening shit up throughout the house and doing small tasks. I use that to do my thinking. Don't, you know, so don't underestimate that part of it. Try this before you go to bed. Write down your plan for the next day and visualize it. Yeah, that's good. Visualization's huge. You need to sell yourself on your goals. Hey, if you can't get behind it, how are you going to put in the effort? You know what I'm saying? Like, how you, I, I, you can't put the effort into things that you don't agree, maybe not agree. I don't know. I don't know how strong your convictions are, but I know how I am. If I don't agree with something, I try not to let that cognitive dissonance control my life, meaning, like, I don't let that. 
I, I, man, how's a good way to explain this? If I can't support something, or if I can't believe in something, then I can't give it my full energy, and I won't give it my full energy. You're going to see that if you are creating projects, if you're a creative, that you're going to have people that want to get in on those projects. They might get bursts of energy, and they might have really awesome high points. But if they are not 100% committed to what you're doing and sold on what you're doing, then you will never pull their full potential out. If you make your process difficult for them, it's very much going to be hard to get the best out of them. If you have strong convictions, you'll probably even work less, and it's not a slap in the face to the people that you're working for, but it's that mentally you're going to beat yourself up because you know you can be utilizing your time elsewhere like for other things that, that, that bring you that fulfillment. That's why it's, you know, not good to get work in in a career field that you just don't like. That you can't stand, that you're unhappy with. It's not worth it in the long run. So, sell yourself on your goal. Many people simultaneously hold two contradictory beliefs. uh, That other people, marketers, uh, are really good at persuading them to do all sorts of things they wouldn't do otherwise but that they themselves have no ability to change their own motivation to do the things they have to do. The truth is you need to become the salesperson of your own goals, not for the other people, but for yourself. Um, part of that starts with packaging, uh, how, you, how you frame your goals and your projects uh, can, you have, can have a huge effect on your motivation. Is it something you have to do or is it an exciting challenge? Next, it comes to refreshing and remind, uh, reminding yourself of your inspirations. Dude, sometimes I, when you get bogged down with the work, you have to do this. You have to remind yourself, like, why did I start this? Why? You know, you did this for a reason. Remember where that fire burns from. Uh, refreshing, reminding yourself of your inspirations. Why did you get started down this path? What were you hoping to achieve Good marketers know to focus on the customers. Uh, uh, know to fo- Let me start that over. Good marketers know to focus the customer on visualizing what they want to drive sales. You can focus yourself on what you want uh, to have the energy to get it done. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that, man. Set aside 10 minutes. All right, so try this. Set aside 10 minutes every day to think about what today's actions are helping uh, to build you towards. Okay, so set aside 10 minutes every day to think, man, I'm so in my head, man. Try this. Set aside 10 minutes every day to think about what today's actions are helping you build towards. Okay. Number seven, get better friends. Hate to say it, but it's true. If you surround yourself with negative people, you're going to have negative outcomes. You may not be able to choose your parents, colleagues, your boss, but you have some control over your friends in your life. You know that some friends, you leave a conversation with them feeling excited and energized. 
I have a couple of friends that I have that, that, that with. Um, others uh, leave you feeling worse than you did beforehand. I also had a ton of friends like that. I don't talk to those fucking people anymore. Anybody, friends or family, that make you feel worse on a consistent basis. It's not just like, hey, they're having one off. It's a one off. They're having an off day. Totally understandable. Having an off month. Totally understandable. When it is years and years and years of the same shit, I'm sorry. It's time to go. You are a drain on me as a person and you do not deserve my time. You can, man, this is hard to do too. I, I, I still have to do this. If you are a person that is being dragged down by the people around you, they're not helping you, supporting you. And I'm not talking about holding your hand and giving you everything you want. What I'm saying is holding you accountable, making sure you're doing the right shit. Those are the friends that are going to be sustainable. Those are the ones that are going to care about you. You don't need to exclude friends who are going through temporarily rough, there we go, temporarily rough times, but you should consider who you spend your time with when uh, there are people who consistently create one-sided emotional exchanges as the basis of your relationship. Man, didn't I just fucking say that? Bad language again. Everyone needs a shoulder to cry on sometimes, but some people will expect you to be their permanent shoulder. That's funny because I'm not going to lie to you, that's the basis of our entire... Nope. Before I divulge too much. Try this. Set a time limit on friends who leave you feeling drained. Habit number eight, read better books. Some of you read something, anything. Dude, Harry Potter will do. One of the greatest benefits of reading books isn't simply to give you ideas and information. Rather, it's to reinforce a mentality that often occurs at a subconscious level. The best books aren't those that teach you facts, but those that subtly change your entire thinking patterns. Absolutely. Get something, man, get something that makes you think, something that makes you, you know, have to delve in and, and really access those parts of your brain that makes you question, why? What do you mean by this? What do they mean by this? How would I do that? Audiobooks can be very useful. I love audiobooks. I, I, I get a little bit of car time. Audiobooks are huge for car time. Use something that can help uh, help you in the long run, to motivate you. Could you imagine driving, a, taking a 45-minute ride and listening to a book? Uh, let's say it's a book based on business, even though it's complete fiction. The Gold Standard by Ari Gold. It's a fictitious book. It's absolutely silly, and some of the premises are absolutely just profound, crazy, and perverse. However, you will gain some pretty 
incredible knowledge out of that book, even though it's fictional, on business practices, ways to motivate, things to do to get people on your side, to know, to let them know that like, hey, I'm here for you, but you got to meet me in the middle, man. Really cool stuff. So wouldn't that be cool if you could just drive for a half hour and then get to your destination motivated and ready to go? But again, that takes an active approach. Uh, The majority of people will take a passive because it takes too much energy to be active. So audiobooks can be very useful for this since you uh, can listen to them and re-listen to them on the go every day if you wanted a good book uh, for this is one that will that when you listen to it automatically adjusts your thinking onto other things that you need to work on. Just like a good song can be the background for a a particular emotion, uh, a good book can be the background for a good particular energy of thinking. So try this. Always have an audio book that motivates. Hey, that's what the fuck I was just saying. Hey, buddy. Uh that motivates you to work on your goals. Number nine is align your life, health, work, family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to post a link to this too. The last habit isn't, one, uh, isn't a one-time process, but an ongoing effort to bring the different elements of your life out of conflict and into alignment with one another. A lot of energy is squandered because the different parts of our lives, both internal and external, are in the conflict with each other. They could be a colleague at work who doesn't want you to be promoted, uh, a friend who makes fun of your goals, um, even the internal fears and assumptions that keep you hesitating. Uh, spend some time untangling the different conflicts in your life to see how you can resolve them. Sometimes that can be done uh, in short term by making a change. Sometimes it requires a long-term plan to escape the toxic environment. Fuck, and I get that. What's a long-term plan, though? That's a, that, that, see, I wish they'd go into more detail there. Because what's your long-term plan? Just get, escaping a toxic environment's not enough. That's where you have to go back to, like, good friends. Who's holding you accountable and who's there making sure you're doing the right shit. It's easy to have those friends that are like, mm, Yeah, hey, dude, what's up? Yeah, what's up, bro? Good go, good go. All right, catch you later. Catch you later. Those are surface relationships, man. Those are, those are fun, but they're not sustainable. A lot of us need to learn that those Facebook relationships, those people you care about, but you're, you're you, yeah, you can help them with deep conflict, but you don't know them on a deep level. Social circle or belief system that holds you back. So get out of that toxic environment. Try this. Sit down for an hour and brainstorm all the things which assist your goals and all the things which hold you back. How could you resolve those tensions? All right, that is Scott Young. Um, Let's see, the article was originally published November 16th, 2018 by Scott Young and is published here uh, with permission, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to go ahead and post this link to this article. I believe that is enough for me. Uh, If you go to the website, warriorworkoutnetwork.org, you'll find the only hot sauce made by bears. One dollar from every bottle goes to the... I'm sorry. 
uh, $1 from every bottle goes to militaryfamilies.org. Um, that is the family of fallen soldiers. Uh, so we definitely want to go ahead and get behind that cause. Don't forget this Friday is our bi-weekly meetup at the Wayside Inn or Wayside Inn. The coffee and scones, Mimi. Mimi's scones are really good. The coffee's banging. Come on out. Uh, I know this week we'll be talking about local workouts. Uh, so that's our goal. That's it for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Again, I'm your host, Drew. And we will catch you later. Bye. Oh, yeah, dude, no sign-off. <laughs>